Strutting while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, the smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. <laughs> Chavez. What's up, Holmes? Well then. Let's um let's dive in. Should we welcome the folks? Let's welcome the folks. Welcome. Belly flop into the deep end. Jeez. Sorry, Warren. Yeah, <laughs> 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 no art was writing your material these days. <laughs> Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Mark. I'm, I'm Brian. I'm Ali. And I'm Lane. We are joined tonight by Racing Ali. How you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for coming. Um, how do you feel about answering some questions? I love answering questions. <laughs> I'm usually answering questions to my radio in the car. Okay. Nice. He's screaming out loud. We're trying to correct yeah. some people. <laughs> Throwing shit out of the stereo. Like, well, now you can do it in person. So, so you're racing Ali on Instagram, just so people I think know. It's underscore Ali. Yeah. Um, I, I hate these underscores. Yeah. yeah. And uh, let's a uh, quick rundown. You have a sweet 2002. Yep. You have a. What is that? W one one twenty four. Yeah, Cabriolet. Cabriolet. Ollie was also the uh, Miami gangster, mobster, dirty Persian, <laughs> dirty Persian. Uh, Westwood. Rad, yeah, that's right. Um, in nineteen ninety two. Westwood. Rad, at Radwood. <laughs> yes. Sweet. And he loves PDKs. I do love Hello, PDK. PDKs. <laughs> we'll get into that on the Sunday edition. And where are we? Uh, we're at a new echoey location. This is my house. Oh, I'm sure they're not going to hear the echoes. Probably It'll not. be a little, little echoey. We got super high ceilings in here. You won't yeah. hear the bath running or my daughter yelling. Oh yeah, there so, won't be any Phoebe attacks. Or knocking. People are going to miss out. That's I think true. they're going to be bummed on that. Yeah. Uh, it's super comfortable. This is a great podcast table, yeah. by the way. Thanks for coming. Got a nice little view. Appreciate it. Yep. By the yep. way, Wham just caught this place, so hence why we're yeah. discussing this. Oh, yeah. These guys haven't even been Yeah, here. we've never been here. <laughs> um, all right. So, as always, we ask questions to the best automotive enthusiasts in the world, and we try to answer them. Ready? One, two, <laughs> three. All at once. <laughs> uh, all right. Kieran Burnt says, and we have a good guy for this, best street suspension for an E36 M3, asking for a friend. Oh, snap. Ali and uh, <laughs> an Art can battle. <laughs> so street. Both write down your answers force, and then reveal them at the same time. For the street. So uh, it depends on the budget, but in general... Uh, Say he's a poor... Well, let's, let's say... a poor 19-year-old that lives in Canada. Let's give some background. All these okay. like a suspension guy, right? Well, that's what so, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. ground control, dining. Yep. Only he's 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 designed suspension at these places. Yeah. So um, I would start with the uh, the track school kit that uh, ground control sells, and you can ask them to kind of create a street kit out of it. They use uh, Coney shocks and and all the ground control goodies. Um, in general, I think that's a really really good kit, and it's been developed over the last. 15, 20 years. Um, I'm not a big fan of Bilstein dampers. I think um, we can get super technical and talk about nitrogen pressures and, and how they how they do their floating pistons and all of that stuff. But in general, I feel that um, the stamp steel Bilsteins are 
not super impressive. So I would go with Coney's um, and, and some kind of like a ground control kit. Turner sells similar kits and, and all of these guys, but um, don't be afraid of camber plates. Don't be afraid of uh, spherical bushings. And actually the biggest improvement that you can do, the biggest improvement that you can do to an E36 is things like the trailing arm bushings, the rear lower control arms, um, stuff like that. Pay close attention to the bushings. What do you mean? Just like refreshing with new or getting spherical? So um, on the trailing arm bushings, there are these preload pucks that you can put in the trailing arms that keep the um, the car from having toe change under torque. So if you're going like mm-hmm. through S's, for example, and you get on and off throttle, the the rear trailing arm bushings, what even if they're brand new, have a tendency to move laterally from side to side. And these these uh, bushing pucks kind of hold the trailing arm um, in a straight position. So that's one of the biggest uh, differences that that you'll feel right off the bat. Um, the the lollipop or popsicle bushings on the front lower control arms make a big difference as well. Um, starting there, and then on any E36, E46, check your bushings. Make sure they're all fresh. Make sure they're all good because you will rip the body apart if they're if they're falling apart. And what about springs? Well, even if you'll rip the body apart, even if you replace all that stuff, right? Like you got to do the rear yeah. kit. The yeah, I mean, and the front rips too, right? Yeah. So. so I've ripped on my E46. I ripped out the front sway bar mounts out of the body um the rear i did the rear subframe reinforcements before they ripped out and the strap mounts break a rip too right so the reason that the rear uh, on the, or the front, front yeah front, on the front yeah. so for the e36 ground control and and almost everybody at this point sells a reinforcement plate oh okay you can put in these bolt the, in you don't have to weld or anything you can weld it it's a little bit better but you can also um if i remember correctly you can also bolt them oh out. that's cool that's yeah. good to know uh, all it's doing is just basically distributing the load across the entire strut, ho- strut tower instead of just kind of concentrated where the... Yeah, in the center. Uh, yeah, exactly. And to answer Warren's question, uh, what springs, he said ground control. So I think he's oh. suggesting a coilover setup. Like, I've, I've had three E36s, and the one <laughs> what I was going to suggest was actually just off the shelf, super easy. Um, I think the bushing um, suggestion is, is where it's at. That's a really, really good call. Um, but I actually do like Bilstein Sports with uh, just like um, H&R like sports or whatever, not even like the race springs. Like that combination I feel is like very tolerable on all types of surfaces. Like you're not going to get like crazy camber out of the front or anything like that, but it's just to just to give it a slightly better stance and to also give it a tighter feel, um, but not for like – I mean, as you, as you, yeah. as what you suggested, I mean, like sphericals on the street, personally, I don't like that. There's like rattling. Um, and then, you know, it is, it is definitely a harsher experience, but yeah, I, is, I guess it, I have a higher tolerance, but I, yeah. in general, I think the H and R or IBOC lowering kit with good dampers is, is also a really, really good solution, but pay attention to the bushings and pay attention to the alignment settings. You mm. need to like E36, E46 are so sensitive to how you have the front and rear toe set. Um, and, uh, you know, camber a little bit, um, obviously, uh, that, that can help too. And the caster as well, but they're really, really sensitive. To so the, rear you're saying the toe changes a lot. Yeah. Like mid corner. Yeah. But so, also yeah, the yeah. static settings, like normally I'll run just a little bit towed in, in the rear, just a tiny bit, and then straight up toe in the front. And this is for kind of like aggressive performance driving, um, but you can you can kind of deviate from that just a little bit. Yeah. I feel like with uh, my E36 M3, uh, it pushed more than I was expecting. 
just like out of the box. And yeah. I feel like I, you know, I didn't do any tuning at all to the suspension, but I, yeah, if, if you have it towed out just a little bit, what's interesting is like a lot of cars you can tow out in the front, you get really, really good turn in mm-hmm. and then mid turn. If you bounce, if you, um, shift the weight to the rear of the car, you can actually, um, you can actually induce kind of a push into the vehicle. So what, you know, we, we experimented when I was at ground control on all the different toe settings, toe in, toe out. And we found that, yeah, on the road, it kind of wanders a little bit when you do zero toe on the front. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing is that mid turn push that you get in the E36s and E46s. And if you kind of toe, pull the toe in just a little bit in the front, you can help that. And camber obviously mm. helps a lot, but mm. then you need camber plates. Right. There's a little hack you can do on the E36s where you put washers on the bottom bolts and kick the wheel oh, out nice. a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. But, um, but that's a little bit of a sketchy hack and, and it depends on what wheels you have and, and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you have a square setup on your car? Cause I know they come staggered too. So that, that also yeah. changes things. Yeah. I think I was square. Can't remember. Square makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, I think it's apparent your qualified answer questions. Hushy <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pushy says, you are given a two-year unlimited mile lease with roadside assistance, warranty, and maintenance plan, but you can only pick one of the following cars, Mazda Miata RF or McLaren 570S Spider. I feel like this is a troll question no, no. because <laughs> as driving while awesome, he wants us to, he's, he's like, if you don't say slow car fast, then you're not. He's trying to trick us. He's trying to trick us. Yeah. He's trying to be like, what? Your, your ethos is slow car fast. So you, you can spec them however you like. You must return the car at the end of the lease. Which would you choose? If you don't want either car, you must ride a jet ski during a fireworks show with your newly adopted pet. I, I'm the only one that wouldn't like that. <laughs> Um, I mean, dude, yeah. you have to go the mall. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no question. No question. And I would wouldn't. never wash it and just beat the yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. You guys are such hypocrites. I know. I know. I know. Pieces um, of shit. I think if you took away the roadside assistance warranty and maintenance plan, that would be a much. It's a whole new question. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. Much more. Okay, so assuming that. And you live, uh, and if you lived like whatever 2,000 miles away from a McLaren dealer. Yeah, and you yeah. had to street park it. <laughs> so by default, don't you get it's a lease, right? So yeah. you would be getting all of that regardless, right? Right, right. So I think you're, you're pretty dialed. I think they, they have the maintenance program and everything, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely go with the 570S. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we all... <laughs> uh, I'll take it. Spider less, yeah. whatever. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> give, give me the 570S. I'll take, Just a, give five, it to I'll take a 570 non-ass. I'll take oh, a GT. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Porsche hobbyist. Have you ever driven one of these? He's referring to the... Is that a 600? It's, it's a, a CVCC. The Honda CVCC. Yeah. I drove one probably 20 years ago. Death Trap Fun Level. <laughs> yeah, they look a little sketchy. I've never driven one. Impact. Dude, this, the picture, this thing is so cherry. It's perfect. Yeah, I saw it in Santa Barbara. It's like in perfect condition. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in, in a rush. Otherwise, I would have taken some more close-ups. Yeah, snacks. we were going to say something about that. Yeah. But we let it slide. Uh, I've never <laughs> driven one. I've driven a Z600, though. Uh, which I've mentioned before. It's which that, is yeah. smaller. It's smaller. That's version. sketchy. Yeah, and it has like that little scuba diving goggle rubber rear window. Um, and that was sketchy as hell, but I didn't give a shit. I was having a blast. I mean, was, they're super buzzy, tiny little things. Slow car fast. Slow car fast. It's no McLaren. Uh, <laughs> no McLaren. <laughs> Tom Ellick says, do you ever wish that you weren't into cars at all? 
Imagine all the extra time and money you'd have, not to mention the possibility of garage garage parking your daily. I see people going on vacations to places with their clean fingernails and scar-free hands, and I'm <laughs> jealous sometimes, but just sometimes. Well, I've got scarred up hands, and I go to those uh, beachside locations. <laughs> um, so I, know where he's, I know where he's coming from, though. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. No, what do you think, sure. Art? Uh, no way, dude. That's what. What else would I live for, man? It, it would be something else, right? It'd be mountain bikes, or it would probably or clothes. Yeah, but none of those clothes. are as fun as cars. Yeah. None of those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sneakers. I'd be a sneakerhead. You'd be a sneakerhead. Right? <laughs> You'd wait like twelve, like twelve days to like get your fucking new whatever. How, how unrewarding is that? I know, but there's that's that's so the put them thing. in your closet. There's something. No, dude, you have the wall of speak sneakers. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get to talk oh, to man, everyone about so them. Details. I, totally. I have. To, I, I when Tune I first read this question, I was like, no, I've never thought about that. But actually, when I think about it, I have like. Uh, I'm kind of jealous of people who are just super into surfing and that's it. Mm. It's like a free sport. Like you just go to these rad locations <laughs> well, and you surf. Kind of, and you, I mean, you're going to rad locations for one. You just, well, I mean, if, if you live in a hometown, you could go every day, go surfing and yeah. it's like free, you know, but it kind of takes, that takes over your life to a bigger it's extent. Totally, it totally like, does. My brother, every, his like whole life is around surfing. Like yeah. every day he has to go in the morning. He's like, it's like Thanksgiving. Oh, we have to do it at this time. Cause I'm going, I'm hitting yeah, the waves. Like, like the tides are no, right. Dude. And yeah, and then every day he gets off work at three and goes surfing. It's like his wife like hates it, you know. It's, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's not yeah. like a car show. It's like once a week or well, every he also couple works weeks. for a surfing company. That's so true. It's kind of goes. But hand you're hand. at least getting exercise. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And I mean, like when I was when I was racing, it's like God damn it! Like this is like super tough and it's really expensive and like no one else is really doing it with me. Like. Yeah. I wish I was into something different, like something a little really? easier, yeah. like maybe or like basketball, maybe something maybe basketball, <laughs> something that's like exercise. At Brian, least, Brian's know? at the park. <laughs> There's people who say racing is very strenuous. I mean, it is. Yeah. You lose weight. You're shedding. Well, yeah, sure, but it's like once a month that well, you're losing weight for 20 minutes, <laughs> yeah. and then as opposed to like being able to go and play basketball all the time, like you know, way, exercise I, I and totally have see, friends. Like, I could see like the the white like wife beat hanging out of your back pocket like just like shooting <laughs> just, hoops in your jeans just b-balling just b-balling out yeah. there waiting for a I'd challenge be, I'd be in my sneakers, in, 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 in sneakers. <laughs> he has like he has like a thousand basketballs in his yard we're like dude you gotta get rid of him he's all no, <laughs> no dude, I'll get to I'm that one pump that one up one day <laughs> I'll, I'll pump it up one day I'm not gonna sell that one that's Spalding's <laughs> real leather dude you can't use that basketball I'm gonna use that later so quick uh, secondary question if, if it's not cars what's your second Hobby. What, what else? What else do you have right Dude, now? That's hard. As it stands, travel. <laughs> I, would, I would love to, for that to be my answer. Travel. <laughs> Why not? Uh, that's what I'd like to do. That's my secondary hobby. Buying expensive I'm houses. That's what I do. <laughs> Falling on a budget. No. I'm thinking I mean, more like a, I would say like photography yeah, or something. Like Collecting yeah, or something like that. Photography yeah. is a good one. Oh, just being a professional podcaster. Professional podcaster. That's podcast every day. How about you, Ali? <laughs> photography for sure. Yeah. 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 Wham. Okay. Because I think that that goes with like I don't know like traveling and stuff too. It yeah. makes it even more fun to travel places when you're yeah, when you like into a photography reason, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm st- and definitely that is in reality that is my second hobby already. Uh, but it would be everyone's picking photography, huh? So yeah. is that what you're picking? it's hard to pick. I'd probably if I had to pick, I'd probably go with Facebook. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> what about Friendster? <laughs> I mean, so, so a couple years ago, I think I might have talked about it on the podcast, but I went to Montana for a friend's bachelor party. And the whole thing was like we were shooting guns and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck, dude! Like shooting guns isn't that fun to me." I'm like, "That's like cool <laughs> for like ten minutes, and I'm over it." 
And but I was stoked because I was I was bringing my camera and a bunch of gear, uh, and I was just gonna take do like you know killer shots like the bullet leaving and the casings flying. You know, I wanted yeah, to do all these really cool fun. cool photos and stuff. And it's Montana; it's like beautiful skies and stuff. <laughs> Within three hours of being in Montana, I go out on a boat with my camera. Oh, the boat and the boat turns over. The camera, the five D goes into the water, Shit. and I go into the water, and my <laughs> iPhone's in my pocket. Oh my god! So I don't have a camera for the whole trip. Oh <laughs> man, photographer. <laughs> That's when you go all Montana and get a Holga and do pinhole, bro. Just get all OG. That's super Montana. Yeah. <laughs> Old school. Yeti Overland says, what car would you paint Bass Boat? I think you... Bass Boat. Bass Boat Flick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, 64 Buick Skylark. It looks sick. What color? Green ba- Bass Green Flake. Bass Flake. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. Not bad. It's like low rider status. Dude, how would Warren's E30 look? Terrible. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> like in gold? You need, you need chrome. Gold with a, with a green top. Ugh. Huh? Both uh-huh. double bass. Scallops. Top 21 window. Ew. Whoa. No. That's crazy. No, no, no dude. It's like Liberace status. <laughs> yeah. Flat, single stage paint only for those. <laughs> the easy answer is Myers Manx. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're so good. They look awesome in Bass Boat. Dude, what about... uh, I feel like something... 570S. Something along... They already are, basically. They're practically Bass Flake. Lincoln Continental Suicide Door, 1963. Oh, that's a grueling... It's a classic. That looks so good in white or black. So good in black or white. Yeah, just a... I would go crazy. Like a... a, What is that cherry um, color? Candy apple red. Candy apple red. Bass flake on that car. I go like with uh, gold Dayton's. <laughs> I go uh, early C3 Corvette. Whoa, God, silver. <laughs> they they had a lot of ba- they had a lot of uh, whatever Corvette summer. What yeah. the flakes in there or whatever? I, I think stock, flake? right? A lot of American cars have pretty big flake as compared yeah. to like Euro and stuff. Um, uh, my buddy Tim from TFB uh, in Sonoma. Don't know what you just said. <laughs> what? What's TFB? Oh, it's the name of a shop. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Two fucking boys. He had a, uh, (laughs) like a Buick Regal or whatever, like full NASCAR that that was dropped on NASCAR wheels and had just heavy bass flake, uh, silver paint with like, I don't know, big flex. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was. It was 70 Impala and it had a white roof and it was, it was white, but it had the craziest glitter. It basically looked glitter. Glitter. (laughs) 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 And a chain link steering wheel. That's a good name for it. (laughs) Glitter (laughs) thing. Um, Clutch Kick Podcast says, if you had to buy a car, but it had to have a decent amount of rust, what would it be? SUV, ratty muscle car? Hmm. Ali, what do you think? It's a weird question. It's an awful question, by the way. It has to have rust? Yeah. Yeah. So so you can't care about it. And you have to leave the rust, I assume? I would love to have a 356 with a shit ton of rust on it. That'd be Whoa. cool. On it or, like, holes? Dude, holes. That's, I want to see the fucking road. Answer, I want to see are, like, the fucking road. Those are more expensive well, than nice ones, right? It's yeah. easy to find, right? Or I mean, they, they rusted a lot, didn't they? Yeah. I'd yeah, but like it's a, hard to find. A C10 uh, Chevy truck and just mm. patina just fits, rust. Yeah. Just, that's kind yeah. of the first thing that popped yeah. in my yeah. mind. I was actually thinking, like, a K5 Blazer, but same deal, yeah. I'm thinking some like muscle car, like a AMX or something, or a Ford Fairlane or something. I don't know, something kind of body on frame kind of thing. Although a Fairlane might not be body on frame, huh? It probably is because a lot of those Fords, like Falcons and stuff, weren't. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Whatever. Fairlane's pretty big though. Maybe like a dodge, like a dodge dart or something. Something that's loud. Dodge dart swinger. Like you're gonna scare people. Like you're gonna run them over and they're gonna get tetanus. Yeah. yeah. Or Galaxy 500 or something. Yeah, that would be cool. I'm thinking like incorporating into the look, like doing like the whole like super low the T bucket or like the model T bucket (laughs) with like the rat rod look, like super low, like exposed metal and shit everywhere. I could never picture. Not picture art in a T bucket. I would rock that. Can you imagine? I would rock goggles with little scarf or something. Imagine it, dude. You're trying to make me imagine it. I can't. I would. I would throw eggs at you as you drove. (laughs) Now you're going somewhere else, like kind of like a velour coat, like kind of steampunk Undertaker. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the steampunk brass with one of the like cheesy '80s versions where they have a straight up and down steering wheel that's like tiny wood one with like a shifters through the sun. Yeah, yeah, like Ed Roth. Yeah. I can't. Say. I honestly, a bucket tea is like one of my least favorite. I know. Have you seen bad, like, right? so bad? Really, really, have really you ever really sat in one? Yeah. Dude? No, yeah. I've seen some really sick ones in Japan. I don't even like, understand really how you drive those things. Yep. In Japan, I, just, I would. Yeah, be, Japan. Yeah. I'm not surprised <laughs> with the Japan call. They probably dude, they make fucking them cool. kill it. They really pull it off. It's really awesome. I was behind one the other day and it had a big old sticker in the back window. It said "Rat Rod." Like, cool, dude. <laughs> yeah, That's man. really cool. Sticker on the car. Yeah. Frigalo one says. If you lived on an isolated island and there was only about two to three miles of road, some pavement, gravel, hills, what would you choose to drive? Curveball, it has to be a diesel. Easy. All right, go. Whoa. Two to three mile road. I would get a Land Rover Defender 110. And you'd because, say forget fun, right? Dude, well, no. I mean, you want to access those fucking off the beaten path things, right? Like you want to that's get up true. to that one coconut that's way over there that you see at the top mm, of the hill. Uh-huh, like the uh-huh. other stuff. I mean, yeah, you want to haul ass and go on the twisties. I love to drive fast, but like two, three two miles, three miles, three miles over the rest quick. of the island is still, you know, free to roam or free to... Yeah, but I would feel like you'd have other stuff for that. I think I thought the question was more like driving up and down this road. It's like almost like a Back like almost forth. like a hill climb, like yeah. like a dirt hill climb road. Um, I I can't think of a cool diesel rear wheel drive. Um, um, yeah, shit. Um, oh, the car that comes to my mind is like one of the, the big 70s, just like... Um, Buick Regal, like or whatever they are, the the big the diesel. They made yeah, a diesel. They made a diesel. They did, yeah. yeah, really? So yeah, bad. they did. <laughs> yeah, that sounds <laughs> terrible. I guess. I mean, you got a nice. It's just one of those interior. things that like it's got so much suspension travel, big fat tires. Yeah, you could just plow that thing over anything. There's so much mass. As long as you have momentum, you're you're good. I'd go with That's an cute. early two door hardtop uh, G wagon. Manual. Ooh, those are cool. Similar to your call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but better. I like that. But better. (laughs) (laughs) I want to (laughs) do. Yeah. Maybe like I'm trying to think something rear wheel drive. Uh, Some Uh, kind of Mercedes with like a newer Mercedes diesel drivetrain. You know. How about a Porsche 944 with a Cummins swap? (laughs) (laughs) What about a 335D BMW? And it's not bad, but I don't think that would be the most like sense of occasion for that road. Yeah, well, for the twisty stuff, maybe gravel and a three thirty gravel and stuff. I'd want something more torque sideways. Nah, just old school. Uh, well, it doesn't even some have Mercedes to uh, one two three two yeah, door super yeah. rallied out with a modern diesel like yeah. blue tech motor. 
That's yeah, we're talking about swaps. That gets that gets real sketchy. Yeah, and it didn't even have to be diesel. It was just a curb ball. Hey. <laughs> even just like a two forty D. Yeah, like I was, lifted was up so a, a curb ball. Yeah. Is that like a curve ball? I I think it's similar. Yeah, I translated. That's, that's like throwing a curve ball with saying curb ball. <laughs> um, I think Subaru made a GC eight with a diesel. No, Jesus Christ! I, think you just want I don't it know. To exist. <laughs> You don't know it. There, there is one that raced Pikes Peak. That it could have been a swap, but uh, I think they actually made one. I could see that in the Japanese market. Uh, sob story. You have to cut a car in half to hang on your wall. What do you choose? So is this like front to back or down yeah, the middle? Down the middle. Down, down the middle. middle. I would so think like down the front, middle, like the side. Yeah, lengthwise, think, right? Yeah. Like you, the, the you see how the side profile. Side Which profile. way do you hang it? So you see the exterior or the interior? Well, we're not doing an interior design study. <laughs> that's amazing. Dude, I, I love it. I love it. Do you it. cut that's the shifter fun. down the middle? That's so good. <laughs> no, dude, you want to cut a CHP shifter off. You want that Oh, man. You want to see those seat springs. Which way do you hang it? We had we were asked this question about a race car not long ago. Yeah, that was to hang the whole car on the wall. Oh, it wasn't cut. What would you hang? It's all about the silhouette, right? Yeah, pretty much. McLaren F1 long tail. What's that? Long tail McLaren oh, F1. Like oh, F1. Jesus like the... Christ! Yeah. Would you feel bad about that? Fuck yeah! In, <laughs> in, in white or something, or just in a, like just a, plain white. as a design study, of that, that, that kind of thing. Uh, I forgot who the photographer was that took all those photos of the the plain white no livery 962 uh-huh. in Chicago. Like that car, just that whole silhouette. Insane. Just, yeah. Insane. Definitely rad. Um, I'd go with something a little more old school, like a. Uh, pontoon 250 tester. Oh, that'd be beautiful. Interesting. A lot of that yeah. curve, you know, like curve yeah. under the door, that kind of stuff. I think you guys are irresponsible for doing that. <laughs> Both of you. Dude, mine is just yes. a throwaway car. I was going to go with an Andy Warhol M1. Like, you can cut that in half. It's a work of art. It's got rad paint on it. Uh, yeah, that'd be it's, really it's cool. It's a race yeah, car. That's Those are worthless, good. right? I'll take, yeah. the, I'll take the other half. We'll save it. There yeah. you go. We're efficient. I mean, and it is like uh, two birds with one stone. Like, you get yeah. actual artwork. And yeah, totally. It's the car. And I think, you know, and then we can rotate it too so we can expose the interior if we want sometimes. And then yeah, just, like, exactly. Or yes. like we can alternate. Like, you Put it on a glass wall. Into your garage. That'd be yeah. right. James so Detka, NB Miata or 2012 Mazda 3 manual <laughs> as a first car? First car, 2013, or the 2012 Mazda 3. Mazda 3 manual. Is that an S? Doesn't say as, just says Mazda three manual. I mean, you want practicality as your first car. Yeah, you is be it hanging a, out with friends? Is it a is it a hatchback? Like, yeah. Did they only make hatchbacks in that? Yeah, but if you have friends that have uh, no, they practical they cars, made, they made sedans. They did make sedans. Yeah. You want the hatchback? I was gonna say hatchback, and hatch- you want the S, I think, with like the two point five liter. Yeah. And you want to learn with a front wheel drive car so you don't kill yourself. All the, I mean, but a Miata is only a hundred. All those people killing themselves in Miata, yeah. dude. There's they, they are a lot of them are salvaged. I've noticed. Yeah, too. they're easy to get the tail That's out of. Cheap, especially That's in weather. If you don't know what you're doing, uh, but Mazda three is a better call. Anyone yeah, I else? agree. Yeah, okay, safer. Auto Kennel says, "What month are you planning the Coastal Range Rally 2018?" Hashtag sense of occasion. Um, we haven't thought that far ahead yet. Yeah. The problem is this last year was so hard with weather that mm-hmm. we're a little. It's not gonna be the same though, right? Oh, famous last words. I know. This year, so this last year, we did it about three weeks before we had did it the week the year before as well. Oh, did anybody keep track? Like, if we would have 
uh, done it on the oh, same that's weekend. A, I didn't. What would have yes, happened? It was t- it was tattered. Yeah, because really? you guys went the weekend we before and it was like totally snowed. We basically up there. picked like the best weekend we could have. Dude, it was glorious. But we so the and year we before, still had a little bit of rain. We did it beginning of February. The year before, we had done it at the end of February. Yeah, um, that's right. So this next year. We were talking maybe early March or something. Yeah, it, right. it's not a bad time. Yeah, like, it's a little risky. It was so good. far. It's been amazing. And even besides though it, having to reroute a little bit, even though it was kind of rainy on the first day, it was kind of fun actually. Yeah. Oh no, that was that was. No, the other thing also, no, it's all complaints. green. You know, yeah, it's like a whole different glorious. scene. Well, there's also been talks of a different location, which also is super. You know, impacted by weather, right? So it's yeah, like so. pretty much anywhere that we want to go with remote mountainous roads or twisty roads, you're going to be running it's into in something because you have elevation rain or potential snow. That's the that's the deal. So we'll see what we can do. Other yeah. than doing like a Death Valley run or something. And the argument we had for not doing it later is that's when other rallies are happening. Yeah, right? so we're trying to do our own. And thing. there's also more. Uh, you know, summer's tough because there's a lot of people on the roads. And, and it's just hot. It's hot, which I'm not really down with. And know. there's so much other stuff going there's on. There's other stuff going on. So, that, yeah. We're, we'll keep you posted, Auto Kennel, and the rest of the greater... Sign up for our email list, and you'll be yeah, go to first to know. Drivingawesome.com and uh, sign up for notifications. Um, a little banner at the top. Yeah. Uh, Auto Kennel goes on to ask, which would you choose? Shittiest rear-wheel drive or best front-wheel drive? For example... Mid seventies Mustang two King Cobra T top, which Damn. sounds awesome, or an Acura Integra Type R. Is this even a question, dude? Integra Type R all day, <laughs> all day, every day. Every day like, like, yeah. I agree. 70s. I think I think it's Although trying to Mustang find out how against front wheel drive art is. Yeah, yeah and then the next question, go. he fucking hits me with that too. I mean, um, I'm going front wheel drive. I'll go ITR for sure. I mean, I, I just, so I, much better. So much every better. Year. I think you just turned a corner, man. That's the only fucking front wheel drive car I'm willing to potentially buy. Still, maybe I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's a. <laughs> That's how against front wheel drive. Winds are changing. I can see it. Dude. I can see it in the way you're struggling to answer this question. Oh, man. Although King Cobra too. All right, what we'll do is we'll um we'll have some way that you can take the starter with you off the Integra. That's right, yeah. And the or, tires, or just take the whole engine out. Yeah, because that's what they want, right? The, the motor. Want to take. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, so just, just wheel drop. around it's the like shopping quick cart behind. Engine and then just leave the hood a open. Pa- a backpack. Yeah, and then leave the hood open, and they're like, all right, there's nothing here. King Cobra too sounds kind of cool though. It's basically yeah, like a Cortina, cool. right? Yeah, this is a much harder question than you guys are making it out to be. It's basically isn't that the two three? Like right. the Cortina no. and the kind of no, I th- well it's the same too. It's like a Pinto. Yeah, it's the same yeah, engine. Like they, Pinto. But it's not the same engine yeah. they use yeah. in all the Euro yeah. Fords. Oh no, no it's it's like a V8. This is like a really shitty V8. No, the like a Malaysia era V8. Oh, thing. the Cobra Tudos. Yeah, it's like like six liters, hundred twenty horsepower. No, they didn't have a six liter. Dude, but if you're that. talking about the four cylinder, then it's uh, I think it's close. It's like same like basic architecture, same but the, four, the good ones are like the twin cam and all but that. But it wouldn't be a King Cobra, though. That, yeah, but even the, the, Pintos, you know? the Pintos with the single cams can be built out pretty Dude, totally. Pretty it's awesome, a really good right? motor, yeah. Um, I mean, they, I, I don't know. They used I to race them remember, pretty bulletproof, I seem I think. to remember they had like a small V8 in that car, but I may be wrong. So 4.9 Give me a little flash. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. is that I'm a flaming like chicken the, or whatever? The, the perfect, is, the perfect the one, right? Awesome. It's, it's got, that is uh, pretty cool. It's got a Cobra with wings on hey, the hood. And you will never <laughs> have to worry about anybody snake. stealing it. Yeah. Hey, you roll, <laughs> up the, you roll up the Cars and Coffee in that or yeah. an ITR, I am yeah. looking at that <laughs> yeah. thing all day 100%. long. 100%. Yeah. And you feel like and total shit. Oh, here you go. Oh, dude. 140 horsepower. Perfect. V8. 4.9 liter. More than enough. Yeah. 
that person just never lost it. Four point nine liter, hundred and forty horsepower. Amazing. <laughs> Wasn't the the I think the Camaro the same year was probably like a five point four liter yeah, and one hundred and fifty horsepower. Like the Type R was like a one point six liter with two hundred horsepower. Or something. Pretty much, yeah. One point eight liter with two hundred horsepower. Yeah. And a. Uh, Bad Rabbit Habit says, replace your fun cars with front-wheel drives. Sorry, Art. Similar value. Keep it realistic. Blah, blah, blah. That 2002 is really easy. We've talked about this a bunch. Lancia Fulvia. Oh. That's mm-hmm. what I'm Similar going. value. Is that yeah. similar value? Yeah. Pretty similar. They're right you around 20 those, Really? Yeah, 15 to 20. Dang. They're awesome value, but they're front-wheel drive. That's why Well, that's kind of why, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, thinking about the NSX. That's a tough one for me. I I don't know what. You just have to go like Mark II GTI. Or something. I know that's like the first thing to. Pop I mean, that's all I can think of. Yeah, I keep I keep listing other cars that are similar value and they're all rear wheel drive. I'm like supercharged Corrado VR6. Ooh, really? Your Corrado guy? Uh, yeah, I had a Corrado G60 yeah. and a VR6. And but what does that replace? Similar there. value for your what? Golf cart? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) For your golf cart? Okay, so similar value, the Audi TTRS uh, Nürburgring race car, the front-wheel drive one. Oh, whoa. They raced it up here in Sonoma, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, Rob Holland and and the guys at 034. 034, yeah. Yeah, I saw it there. So that car's back in Germany now. I think it's a monster. Yeah. That car is... So what would that go for? Is that for your GT3? Just all, all, all of it. Just take all it all in. Just take, take the it GT3. All. <laughs> take the maybe not the 124. Take the Sienna van and take the, yeah, <laughs> take the Sienna. Van. <laughs> Dude, how much is an ITR? Twenty. Twenty, depending mm, on the mileage. Twenty to, 20 to 30. thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just Too a regular. Maybe it's just a regular GSR. GSRs are nice. Um, that's what I would get. Wind it up. 8,000 RPM. You I wouldn't can, go back to your GTI roots? Nah. I can picture him driving a Integra. It's not a pretty sight. No, it's not great. I would probably go with a <laughs> Renault uh, Megane R, the one that was like super fucking raced out, like Lexan windows and shit, the one that was like a 2014, I think, or something like that, for the NSX. NSX, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. A Megane R. Megane R. Race, I have like, no idea. Track Renault. Renault. I mean, it's Renault. a street car, yeah. but they're like super track focused. I mean, I just have a hard time believing you can get one for 40K, but that's just because I live in the United States, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, Brian, what do you got? I, I think uh, 10, 10 grand would probably get me a pretty sweet Mark II rally car. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Get you a nice one. Uh, you didn't answer, did you? You said GTI. That was the first to answer, yeah. Mark II? Okay. Uh, PFM California says... Enjoying watching Art and Brian get a dose of analog car reality. Art found three guys in the Bay Area that were carburetor quote unquote experts. They all gave different advice. We can conclude that two of these guys were wrong. The shop he chose was a closed business, not taking new customers. Brian had another quote unquote expert rebuild his one barrel carburetor and it leaked when installed. Properly rebuilt carbs don't leak at installation. Carbs got no simpler than Brian's. Today's automotive technology, particularly engines and transmissions, is far removed from cars of the past. How long until cars like the 64 Buick and 75 2002 are so far removed from current machines that they are unrepairable museum pieces? Thanks, and enjoy the podcast. 100 years. <laughs> I mean, there's too big of a fire. Who was that that wrote that? PFM California. Man, that's that was like his own podcast right there. That was great. <laughs> I mean, think about cars that are 100 years old today. They're still, still on going. the road. Like, yeah. You know, modern modern technology. If you can imagine bits and pieces for carburetors that are no longer available. Yeah. You know, like the stereotypical comment of like 
3D printing 20 years from now. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. It's so ubiquitous. Right? And it's almost like the really? fact that they are kind of crazy old engineering is yeah. what makes them awesome. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we just... More just worth saving. Playing with all the little bits and pieces in a DCOE. I mean, they're not super complicated. The casting is, is pretty complicated to, to replicate. Yeah. But those are things that you, you even today you can you can replicate well, pretty easily. Hasn't this argument been going on for the last like yeah. eighty years as well? Yeah. Like, oh, I don't, how are you gonna fix this fuel injection stuff? What what's gonna happen yeah. twenty years from now? You know? Exactly. Like people are still they're fixing CIS. I mean, you know, they're doing they're they're able to work with all this stuff and as long as they're idiots like us willing to fork over a bunch of money to, to yeah, play as long, with these things. Right. That's what it boils down as to. As long really. as there's an enthusiast following for what, exactly. what you're into. It is definitely limited, though. I mean, considering, you know, you could take your E30 anywhere right now and get it fixed. And like my 2002. Yeah. Even your E30, though, like, there, there, a lot of shops don't want to work on old car, on older cars like it's E30s true. and stuff, too. But relative to a carbureted well, car, yeah. Right? Like, I mean, that's yeah. the thing. Is like, there's so few shops. And I think that's what he's getting at, right? Like, it's, like, it's, you still have access to shit. Like, I can order anything. I mean, I can order all the parts myself. It's just someone willing to tune it and work on That's it, right. right? And, like, you know, I'll go into it on our Sunday edition, but, I mean, yeah, no, I, I was able to get basically every single part for the DC. I replaced every single jet and, like, the Venturis in, within a couple hours, right? And, like... Well, 15 years ago or 20 years ago, you would have had to go to the specialist that maybe did work on them, but he'd have to order those parts from you for somewhere, from somewhere, and all this. Now you could just go online and order whatever you want, too. Well, you have more yeah, access but like to, like... like, 15 or 20 years ago, you could go to your parts store and say, I need some idle jets for a DCOE or, That's or true. something like and that, they had them right? on the shelf. They had them. Like, I remember buying yeah. jets for my carburetors from Napa. Napa? Yeah, and we... I, I worked at a little local car parts place in high school, and... They had all, it was like all the Volkswagen yeah. kind of car yeah, stuff. Yeah, Bugformance was in Sunnyvale, like down the street mm-hmm. from my house. Like nice. They had everything. Yeah. I guess, yeah, it's, it is becoming more specialized, but um, I don't foresee it becoming to the extreme like that, where it's like uh, uh, basically relegated to museums, right? So, like, well, on the flip side, Lane, a long time ago, you were telling stories about uh, the Mercedes that you guys had. I forget which model you have, but where it's got all these weird ass sensors and there isn't an enthusiast following and it's like, oh, that's super for expensive the, uh, to replace. That's for the E55. The E55. Because it like has, that, it that's has like newer, but because it has, know. because it's like a one year only or two year only break by wire car. Oh yeah. Oh, with oh, the yeah, Bosch yeah. iBooster. Yeah. yeah. So that just for that, the that old version of the Bosch iBooster. For that unit, it's like, Whatever, two two grand but or something like that. But it's also only one person, one company makes it, and it was only yeah. for like one car ever. Yeah. And so you're at the mercy of monopoly, yeah. basically. So have, PFM yeah. California runs into that a lot with his uh, Lamborghini. I'm sure. I mean, sure. I mean, he's in like the worst spot of anyone, right? How many of those cars they make? Like two hundred or something? You know, three oh, hundred. Like Arama only parts, it's probably impossible. There's also this like pain period where a car is not quite like popular enough or classic enough where people pay attention to it to start remaking stuff. I had a old, um, forgot what the, what the model was, but, a um, like a, a 280 SE, um, and the carburetor was bad. I couldn't find a replacement. And it was just like one, one guy somewhere in like the Midwest that was doing like a Holly conversion. Yeah. But now you could probably get all the parts that you need for that. Car. Uh, Mercedes Classic Center yeah, or whatever. Exactly. That's interesting. Yeah. Lamborghini doesn't do anything like that, right? Like it's like Ferrari has the classic, like classic K. Really? Or no. 
I mean, I can point out the window here to a certain Mitsubishi Mighty Max truck where there is zero. <laughs> but those have the biggest following in the world, though. But just wait for 20 years, and they're going to, you know, there's going to be a huge following. That's what I'm saying is that those cars will not exist. Smog will get them, and, yeah, there's no following at all. Yeah, I think that's the biggest risk is, like, environmental controls. Yeah, I think so. Bureaucratic regulations will kill a lot of it, and it'll take a lot of money, you know, to maybe, make that happen. Maybe it'll actually be LS swap all the things. Can you imagine LS, LS swap Mighty Max? There? It'll just twist no. in half. Mighty Max would just <laughs> it'll be it'll, it'll be MS swap, Model S swap. Yeah, exactly. Model S, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. All sense. the used motors and shit. Like Some module you just plug onto the drive. Yeah, one of the projects right? in the back of my mind is to reproduce the old BMW 1600 electric that they made for the Olympics. Like what? Never heard of that. Never heard of that. 72. Dude, the, the do it. Pace, the car that they made to pace the marathon runners mm. was an electric. 1600 because they didn't want the exhaust fumes on the on the oh, runners. That's awesome. Brilliant. They could have done some Buzuzuko exhaust. Just go blow it over <laughs> them. <Is> that, yeah. <laughs> Throttle by cable says DWA is huge, bigly even. A manufacturer <laughs> approaches you to offer up a DWA special option package. What do you want it to be? Mm. What manufacturer? What is the base car? Caveat is you can only offer what is available within that manufacturer. If they don't have a manual transmission for that model you cannot spec one that's a tough question i have um, a good answer go for it this is gonna maybe make some people upset Fuck but hell yeah 991 <laughs> with the 718 four-cylinder in it <laughs> oh, down. manual transmission yeah why that's cool like it, it, i mean it's a new 912 oh, wait a minute it's if a new 912 exactly. for that model you new, cannot spec and one. it's the lightest car Yep. It'll be lighter. It, it'll be a little bit more slow car fast, yep. even though it's far, far from slow. Strip it down, narrow body 991. Yep. Cloth. Like, yeah. I like Wind it. Wind up windows. Yeah. I've I like been, it. I've been thinking greenhouse. about that. Like, if, if Porsche if Porsche was to create any new vehicle, I would think, man, it would be so awesome to do that, that new 718. Everybody calls it a Subaru motor or whatever it is in a 991, like a 911 body would be fucking amazing. Hmm. Yeah. That'd be cool. I I think you you nailed it. But he did say there was a caveat there that if uh if they do not have a manual transmission for that model, they have a manual one. transmission. They do for nine and one. You can get a manual. I guess so. Yeah. For the seven, for the boxer, you can get a yeah. manual. You can well. get a manual on everything for Porsche now. I mean, besides the turbo. That is yeah, true. for nine nine elevens and boxers, but yeah, you can't get a manual Panamera or oh, that's true, yeah, yeah. or a Macan. I Macan feel like you. I feel like that's a choice of just like kind of to be different. Like, I mean, is it really because you're going to be you have the heavier, bigger chassis that you're dealing with, right? Like, you're not going to be able to re- recreate that lightweight nine twelve. Like, they're big cars now. Yeah, like, I, I feel like you, you would just be materials. Miss, you'd be I, missing the horsepower. I don't disagree. That needs but, that is required for like the balance. That it, but like, definitely not missing the horsepower. I mean, that engine. It's I don't know. Three eighty horsepower, right? For yeah. The so I drove three eighty. Um, yeah, at, at it's Monterey, not. It's not like low power. In Monterey yeah. last year, I did one of the. They do the tours during the week, and I drove one of those boxers with the four cylinder. I was thoroughly impressed yeah. with like it even had a PDK. In a car like that, I would want a manual, but. Um, I was really, really impressed with the power, the power delivery, like all of that stuff. And that narrow tires, super lightweight, narrow body 911, I think would be so fucking fun. I can see that. Yeah, I mean, Eric Horton uh, drove one in our rally, and he loved it. He had a really good You time. can probably get it 
you can, I, I bet you can easily get it under 3,000 pounds, too. Yeah, easily. Yeah. With just doing roll-up windows, cloth. Yeah, like, is like, it a GT turbo th- motor or no? Yeah. 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 But my GT3 longer. is, what, 3,100 pounds? Something like that. 3,200 yeah. pounds? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the cars not, are getting bigger, but they're getting yeah. lighter. Yeah. Like, cars have gotten yeah. way lighter in the last, like, four years. Yeah. Like, my GTI is 3,000 pounds even. And the one before it was like thirty one something or you know thirty two or something really? like 3, that. Three thousand yeah. even? That's pretty amazing. What's your eagle? I don't know. Yeah. Might even be lighter. Um, Probably. So I, I feel. I feel like we could answer this for a pickup too, like a bench seat, we stripped talked, out yeah, pickup, yeah, stripper. Um, yeah, DWA. But no one offers the small pickup. So you'd have to like create one. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it would be a yeah, full you size. Take a, you take the a Colorado, the full size. Yeah, you take yeah, a Colorado or something, and just. I feel like go. the Colorado is almost full size anyway. Dude, well, that's a the, small size. Just take the and basic. I, I can't F-150. deal with. I can't deal with the small windows to body ratio of the Colorado. I think that's a weird no. body design. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I would just take like the basic Ford F one fifty. Why do they have to swing up the back window too? Like know, it's on terrible. the bottom. Like, just why do they have to make it even smaller? Like, yeah, Honda Ridgeline, the new one looks better. Dude, that it does. I saw one on the road the other day, and I meant to bring it up on the podcast. But um, and they look pretty practical and like like a yeah. good. It's like the perfect. It's car. like the car that it's <laughs> a truck that everyone needs, but a lot of people aren't like willing to go for that because they want the kind of beefier truck. Yeah, of course. You know? Yeah, I think it's also everybody's like worried about that. 0.1% corner case is like what what if I ever need to tow an enclosed trailer totally. that's true. I like yeah, yeah. 9,500 pounds yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah okay I you, want to go to the snow all the time and you go once every two years yeah well it, it is all-wheel drive though it's yeah, like yeah. it'll be way snow. better in the snow than like a lifted Colorado or something yeah with the wide S I think yeah. going kind of on that line is that I always want them to make remake kind of like my Mighty Max and the Volkswagen Caddy yeah so I would just take cars and cut them into trucks. I saw one on the road yesterday. What was it? It was uh, like a Mexico market or European market with manufacturer plates, brand new, like Caddy. What? Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. So how about a Subaru Forester with a single cap? That would be oh, pretty good because the Forester be is like dope. more of an upright yeah. Yeah, design. Right. Square yeah. body. That would actually be really good. So you just yeah. cut I the love back that off. idea. That'd be my special edition. Dude, you can get a Subaru Forester. Oh, I thought you were actually talking about like an older one. You oh, can get an older oh. one and hack that. That'd and all-wheel awesome. drive too. Yeah, we yeah. call it the Baja 2. Yeah. The Broha. They, I think that this was already done. We didn't get it in this market, but this is what I would like to to do um, more of, and it's kind of in the same spirit. Uh, in Japan, they offered an F oh, Toyota eighty six. Uh, they called it an RC package. I think it was called the Toyota eighty six. That's right. You're never Toyota. Toyota. You're never uh, Toyota. And down. so um, it had black bumpers, unpainted bumpers, steelies. Uh, stripped out interior, like super basic, uh, no airbags, I'm pretty sure, uh, roll cage, wind up windows, like you're basically just super basic car that you can build, that you can use as a platform to build off. It's like right? the, uh, Lancer, the Evo MR or whatever. The, well, yeah, this right? is even the, more extreme. Like basically like, but I like that idea. The RS, I mean. Yeah, the RS. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. the idea of offering something with like the without wheels because yeah. you're guaranteed you're gonna buy hre there's yeah. you know and this one didn't have yeah it was like a super basic you know the exhaust like everything is just like as basic as can be because like all of those components you're going to customize right like i think there should be more of that like that's what it would be I, I can't think of any specific car i mean i think it should be done with all sports cars and then you can kind of build it which is yeah. kind of like in the porsche spirit right like get like the most basic 911 yeah. and then you get to build it and make it whatever you want right bad rabbit habit says um 
Also, Brian should sell the Bel Air and buy a cheap big bumper 8-valve Mark II GTI. 8-valves are like cockroaches, and the big bumper cars have good fuel injection. No point in having two big American cruisers, more so when you have so many great roads so close. You are lacking that fun. Noted. Duly noted. <laughs> Duly noted. I don't know why he's saying 8-valves are like cockroaches. Meaning cockroaches well, are the last thing on earth. Yeah, like they're just uh, like indestructible. I think. Like if, uh, yeah. and they're half of a V eight essentially. Mine was <laughs> badass. Big um, bumper. You already had one of those, but you had the sixteen valve in it. Yeah, I had a small bumper car. Was it a small bumper? No, big bumper is the ninety two and later, like mine, the ones that have like the big bumpers. That come I know. In. You had a small bumper car. Yeah. Did I just say this Whoa. backwards? Yeah. Oh, the big bumper car. Never mind. I'm going to go away now. <laughs> uh, Mr. Red says, can Cam be a new co-host? I don't, I don't Hell no. <laughs> no, this is our podcast. What our I, I think he liked him making fun of Art, like yeah, their little probably. banter together. Cam's yeah, pretty funny. I gotta, yeah, I that was that was pretty funny. Yeah. Huh. Wait, did you hear that? He'd have to move to Santa Cruz, though. So. It was basically like him. Oh, at the by the end of the podcast, Art lived in a eighteen million dollar house. That was, and, I think it was in the billions. By yeah, the end of the podcast. And um, Art was going to buy the city of Detroit, and we were going to make it the city of Radwood. I just got wealthier <laughs> by the minute. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> Jpod nine 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 says, "Just found out my wife and I are expecting a baby boy in December." Oh, congratulations! Congratulations! Beyond building a lowered radio flyer to drag him around in it at Radwood twenty eighteen, how do I pass along the Car enthusiast bug. By doing more of that. How did you do it, Lane? Your I didn't. love Porsche. I, no, but my... Force them. He's like, you fucking get in <laughs> yeah. there. You sit in there. No, my my like older this. daughter could care less. Yeah. I mean, she's like, oh, daddy, that's cool. You know, kind of like, hey. Yeah. She like entertains me like, oh, yeah, you're a loser. Um, <laughs> my younger... I think it's just a natural thing, you know? Like, they see what you're, do- what you're into and they either like it. They either, either follow suit or they kind of... But don't you kind of encourage them if you're... Let's say you're in the car and... Uh, oh, yeah, I'll be like, oh, check out that car. Go, that's really cool. That. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, there's that for sure. I also, I just saw this. This is a toy I brought, bought for my son, but it's just a little car, and he freaking loves it. I I couldn't plan that. I mean, I bought it because it's cool, but he is pushing it around and yeah, and making noises and stuff. And, it's just like getting those little like points of appreciation really cool. into the kid. Like if you see a cool car, just point out the cool car and explain to them why it's cool. Or if you're out in the driveway washing a car, like yeah. Get an extra sponge and just have them. Oh, out yeah. And, like, them involved. My yeah. daughters love washing the yeah, car, too. Exactly. Yeah, stuff like that. So you guys are saying child labor is the answer. Totally. <laughs> yes. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I think also, like, immersing them into the scene. Like, going to these events and, like, being surrounded by... by but they have to want to do it, too. Well, that's the key. Time, it's so. like you kind of... You can nurture it. Like, but like if you see that there is, like, an interest there, like, yeah. you can kind of encourage it more. Like, bring them along. Like, I know, like, my youngest daughter, like, she was like, oh, I wanted... I, I dropped... We... Or my wife's bringing her to work the other day or my wife was bringing her to her grandma's the other day and i was telling her i'm gonna pick you up after when i get off work she goes oh i wanted mommy to pick me up i wanted mommy to pick you up I'm like i'm like i'm taking you up in the porsche she goes the red car <laughs> and i'm all yeah she's all okay <laughs> oh, yeah. so that's same, awesome. same story here yeah yeah 
Dude, I don't know what Misha did, but Max freaking loves cars and just he owns it. He didn't do much, but that kid can name, and he's what three going on three or something, something like that. He can Misha's name a total every, every make. He Misha's a wild. car spotter too. Like he'll be like, oh look at that, you know that was like every time I hung hang out with Misha in the past, whatever throughout our whole history, he's. He's one of the people like we are, we're always like yelling out cars we see and stuff. So I'm sure he does that in the car yeah. with Max all the time. Right. And stuff. Yeah. 1996 Buick Saber. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> M Fever asks, how did DWA come to be? 24 hours of lemons. That's yeah. yeah. That's part of it. That's the beginning. That's pre podcast era. Oh yeah. But that's the official like putting a name to it. But yeah. I mean, we'd always been into cars and hanging out. Yeah, you can read the letter that Brian wrote to start to get us into lemons on our homepage, drivingawesome.com. That's a good one, Lane. And, uh, yeah, so it was the second lemons race ever at Altamont. And, uh, ironically, I was there. Ali was there what? Yeah, in nice. the shagging wagon or whatever yeah, that thing's the, called. The, uh, is it a, a Mitsubishi? Mitsubishi. Oh, oh, the Mitsubishi. Wait a yeah, minute. Yeah, that, that that's the right. works car, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that when you were at works? Yeah. I've seen it. It's and that's always the, parked out there. That's the VIN for the TME Evo 6.5. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, allegedly. Wait. Oh, <laughs> allegedly. That's allegedly. the story. Yeah. That's an urban legend. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we did that. And then and our, actually we started as Team Santa Cruz. Oh, yeah. That's right. And then, but we were Team Santa, Team Santa Cruz, Cruz driving right. while awesome. Yeah. Right. And then it turned into driving while awesome. And then after a hiatus, after racing seven or eight races or whatever we did, a hiatus, uh, Brian and I started recording podcasts um, for our own enjoyment on our drives to work. <laughs> I'm not even sure you can call that a podcast. And then, uh, yeah, well, we were recording on a task cam in the car. Yeah, but yeah. did you have it on iTunes? We never put it on iTunes. Dude, we were pretty close, close, though. And then, <laughs> and then we started doing it, and then um, with the intention of doing it with Warren the whole time. Yeah. And then Warren and Brian and I started doing it, and then... The rest is history. Art came on board, uh, like, 50 in as a guest, and he never left. Just and just uh, Stuck around, yeah. started making, you know, washing dishes, yeah, making yeah. coffee. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> to set up my sleeping bag under yeah, exactly. desk. <laughs> the dude on the couch. Oh. Uh, Joe Tarrant, E30 325E question mark thoughts. These seem to be much more abundant in LA area and in considerably better shape. Is the car a dog compared to an IS car? I like them. Yes, I don't think dog. they're that it's a dog. But if you can get a good one, we always say like get yeah. the nicest uh, yeah. example. You, you can, can buy afford. a way nicer car for the money. Mm-hmm. You can you can find a really nice E, and a lot of times they're a little maybe a little babied and stuff too. Like or they're just not as beat. If you find that single owner kind of race car yep. style, like yeah. people weren't trying and to. You, and it's super them. easy to swap all the shit over, oh, like, yeah, or just even just afternoon. putting a diff, you know, like a lower final drive in just there. Just like an hour. And you can put a you can put a Turner chip. It gives you like seven hundred fifty yeah. RPM or a thousand RPM. Chip chip yeah. helps, and then also yeah, the the diff is massive on these because they have like a two fucking thirty five or something. I don't even know. Yeah, and then put like a 325 <laughs> or 346 in there, and like you're zipping around. But I feel like toy. they are pretty fun. Yeah, they're they still fun. So serious. Super ETA. Super ETA, want. but don't overpay for an ETA. Right. <laughs> oh my God, we're zingers here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because Someone people are now asking pretty strong money for E's and ETAs, and I know they're in good shape, but they'll never be worth right. 
what a I or IS yeah. is. But they could be as fun to drive, and that's all that matters. Absolutely. I'm yeah. saying if you find a good one and there's a bunch to choose from. Great. And you could also do the I the I head yeah. on the E, which is a 2.7. Yeah, it's a bigger displacement motor. Super ETA, so you yeah. have a dis- yeah, so you have a bigger displacement motor, and then you put the I head, and you have a In really like good, a good stroker motor. Like, yeah, well, it takes, I could do like I mean, if you have Red Bull bullets like 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah, exactly. I could do like a carburetor put like 15 GoPros on it and be fast. I think the deal with E30s right now are the swap cars, the ones that have the M3 motors, because you can pick those up for like 10 to 13 grand. They're yeah. are, they're like out there constantly. Yes. Like any oh, like E36 those, M3 motors. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Not even an M3 ones for like 15 with California. That's yeah. Yeah. that's All such down. a buy when like a nice 325 IS is 15. Yeah. Or a, a yeah, basic I mean, one, you know? anything yeah. you see on Craigslist that needs a little work is seven. At E30 with an S50 or an S52 is an amazingly fun that's car. That's kind of it like is, a lifetime yeah, car. Like that, really, that's that's really all good. you need. Yeah. Have you have you driven one all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really. I mean, we've built a few of them, and I actually considered buying before I got the 124, buying a um, an M Tech Cabriolet, mm-hmm. and then putting um, an S50. Basically, an S52 with all the S50 parts on it to go back to OBD1. Mm. Um, but any of those cars, like I have a friend that's got one for sale um, uh, that this really popular old uh, BMW guy built, and it's it's such an amazing car. It's like so fun, and it's perfect for that car, especially guy, uh, stiffen up the chassis a little bit. It's mm-hmm. it's amazing. Some guy offered me an M Tech, uh, but it was the appearance package uh, with an S50 swap for the straight trade for my M5. Like when I put it, when I was testing waters initially, I think I sent it to you guys. I don't know if you remember. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, they're, they're definitely interesting. Um, yeah, I agree. That's a good buy. Um, one just sold on Bring a Trailer for like eleven grand, super clean. It was like yesterday or something. I'm not gonna be able to look it up quick enough, but, but referee, you know, California bar sector. Yeah, and huge. it's totally actually. If you do an OBD one, like an S50, you can do an S52, which is the later E36 motor, and just put all the S50 stuff on it. Um, but an OBD one is not actually that hard to referee as long as you just have all the parts on it. Um, it's just it's just work. But yeah. it's like it's not like this thing where you have to invent all this new stuff. Yeah, people or pay a ton it, of yeah. money. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> D Monkeyed says, "What car have you driven? What car you've driven scored the most thumbs up or attention? Also, have you guys ever watched the movie Clear History? It's where David, where Larry David designs the Howard, the car of the future. Yeah, it was a great movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course, you've seen it. Um, I've never seen it, but it sounds awesome. I so looked up most on Wikipedia. thumbs up." He bails from the company and then becomes the biggest thing ever. And he's <laughs> known as the he's known as the loser that left the company yeah. for nothing. Like you know, saying this is never going to be anything. Classic. Um, most thumbs up. I've never really driven my Skylark for sure. Yeah, people like the convertible. Actually, when I was driving that five twelve TR for one day, I got a lot of. I mean, everywhere I stopped, people wanted to talk to me about it, and I I didn't think it would be like that. You know, I don't know. Yeah, but it's a very polarizing car you know my uh 928 got tons of thumbs up oh yeah and tons of like talking to people in intersections and stuff like that because i think a lot of it's like it looked pretty good and then it's a 
it has this like rumble. And they're like, what do you, what's in that thing? A lot of that kind of thing, sure, you know, sure. like what the fuck, you know, kind of like, how fast is it? Bro? Yeah. How yeah. fast is it? <laughs> how fast have you driven it? So yeah, you probably, yeah, yeah. that's the best one. Yeah. yeah. It's the, the 2002 for me. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it stands out. Like, over the GT3 all With day long. Yeah, like, in the Bay Area. Like, yeah, the cause the GT3 is just a like, most people right? are just like, it's just a Porsche, right? It's, yeah. but the 2002, like I remember when I first finished it, um, I drove it. My wife was meeting me at uh, Trader Joe's to go shopping, and I, I was like, I'm driving the 2002. You can take the van. I took the 2002. We went into Trader Joe's and came out, and my wife was like, your car has, like, a crowd around it. And I was like, what's going on with the car? I was like, is it leaking? Like, what's going on? It's on fire. And it's just, yeah, I think by far the 2002. Nice. Well, I mean, those o- those older cars, like, they, you tend to get a lot of thumbs-ups and questions and I know someone who owned that or I my yeah, dad exactly. used to have one or I exactly. had one of these in high school. Like a GT three, you can get a lot of like fucking asshole. Like yeah, rich it's guy. like a bunch of like, this, you know, you know like, cameras down on the floor, like chasing yeah. you around and stuff like <laughs> so art, yeah, kids, art is there. Yeah. Art Dude, is there. I was like <laughs> yeah. on my belly taking pictures you know, with my Leica and my uh, bespoke cigar or what, what did that one guy say? Someone on Jalopnik on our Radwood article said, oh, yeah. oh bespoke oh, yeah. sunglasses. Beard. That bespoke was bespoke beards. Yeah, my <laughs> lumberjack beard and to, bespoke. To highlight people like handcrafted dressed bespoke. at that the handcrafted show. bespoke. Um, by far for me, the E30 M3. Like, no question. I mean, that makes sense. I had people like fucking jumping out of their car at stoplights, essentially. Like, people go so nuts over that. It's crazy. Um, really? Yeah. People love E30 M3. Dude, M3s. these days. A white E30 M3? But these days, an E30 M3 is such a big thing. I had it, when, I had it when it was like really peaking, you know, like yeah. a couple of years ago. Um, you, but, had it, you had it at peak M3. Peak M3. Um, the probably, probably a close second, believe it or not, was my A86 Corolla. Um, for the same reason. That's it's crazy. just like a total a lot of like, old guys coming up to you. Old, yeah, there was like this one guy like in a, on a, yeah. like with a cane. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> "That's, that's, a, that's a beautiful car." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back in my day, we used to race those. Around. I remember to never noticed these at all, <laughs> ever. Dude, in San Francisco, they're they're a big deal. Well, yeah. yeah. Look at those lines. Did Pina Farini design yeah. that? The Jujaro, of course. <laughs> you know, edgy. J. Jenks Bauer. The Ultimate Group B Rally Car Collection is up for auction in August. Oh, uh, I saw that. Lancia 037 Ford RS200 Evolution. Lancia Stratos HF Stradale. Audi Sport Quattro S1. Lancia Delta S4 Stradale. Peugeot 205 Turbo 16. A plain RS200. And you can choose only one. Which do you choose and why? Pretty good question. I have an answer. I, I, going Stratos. Whoa, no, I'm not actually. I'm, I'm going Stratus. Not. I thought everybody's going Stratus. I'm going S1. I'm going Peugeot 205 Turbo 16. Yeah. Very French. I'd probably you. say the S1. S1? S1's yeah. right up there. Dude, sure. S1's like second place for that me. That's Stratos. 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 Yeah. I don't know. That, I love the Stratos, dude, but that Peugeot. That's the one that. Uh, what's his freaking name? Good old. Oh, what's his name? Oh, yeah, yeah. Damn it. Why am I spacing on his name? The, uh, the Finnish guy. Oh, wasn't it Ken Block or something? Power Ken slides? Block. No. <laughs> no, it's... Whatever, he made Hockenheim? a climb oh, dance video. Yes, yeah, Hockenheim, yeah. climb dance. But I, I think S1 for me, because it's like my... It's a childhood car, you know? Like, yeah. Just... 
the seen children. all the magazines and all that just stuff. Seen do it for the like kids. Flashbacks of those videos of that S1 just jumping, jumping like with yeah. crowds so all sick. around it and yeah. stuff. So, like, somebody uh, posted, it's, I think that noise, that five cylinder noise. insane. so sick. Do you follow History of Speed on Instagram? Yeah, so good. So I think they posted it recently and it was, I commented on it because it was a picture of the Lancia, or I mean the freaking S1 Quattro in front of the like supply truck, like with all the gear on it. And it was like at sunrise and I commented, it's very, very difficult to make this car look serene or peaceful. It always looks so fucking angry and visceral yeah. and pissed yeah. off. And it's just this one scene where it's just like chilling, like calm before the storm, you know? It is definitely a, an epic car with a lot of presence. Um, shout out to that comment. Dude, shout out to that comment. Shouts out. Wherever. I think that was the guy. History of speed in the house. <laughs> um, you got it, Jobin says. One of my favorite Instagram names, by the way. That's pretty good. Curious to hear about Brian's commuting experience in the e-golf, considering one here in Canada with some decent green initiatives and HOV lane access. Keep up the quality work, gents. Dude, I don't know. I really like the car, but I kind of regret getting into a three-year lease. Oh. Like, it's just taking up a space. You know, if I want to consolidate my cars, it's like... But you need that tool. I guess, but my mind can't help go elsewhere, you know, like what, it's not a super long commute, like, you know, what other fun car could I You can get rid of it, I mean. Yeah. You can sell it just like you would sell any car, but, you know, like any other car, you're going to lose money in the first couple years, you know, so first three years, essentially, is where you lose money. So There's some service out there. Yeah, you um, can do a lease swap. You can, like, do the lease Trade my lease sell your lease or sell whatever. Lease. I don't know what it is, but you can do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, but it, it really is. It, it's hard to make that leap because it is perfect for what I do. And I do appreciate being able to just jump in and super, you know, obviously super reliable and gets the job done. Um, it's one of the most easy, convenient cars to too. have. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and it really is. Great. You can park it, it anywhere. Good. And what yeah. is the lease good? payment on that? Like 200 bucks a month. Dude. I mean, yeah, that's not even good. taking up a space. Yeah. That's yeah. like whatever. It's I know. That's so little money, you know? Yeah. But it is 70, you know, over 7,000 bucks for three years. But that's like nothing. And that's including gas, essentially. Yeah. Well, not really. The electricity costs are going up, actually. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, I pay like five something for the the GTI, you know? It's like... Yeah. I mean, at 200, you're... Whatever. Yeah, no, it's it's an awesome it's car. A little, it's really it's a, a rad option. Like uh, for anybody who has a commute short yeah. enough, uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, super versatile and it's just a fun chassis. And it, I really enjoy throwing it into turns when I'm getting off on ramps. And you know the the electric motor torque is a lot of fun for most of your driving. It's a, like in yeah. and out of traffic. And yeah, it's a really around town convincing argument. Low speed uh, gravity bombs down Glen Canyon too. Yeah, I don't put some tires on that thing. I, I kind of want to grip it. Yeah, that'd be like, fun. Grip it, grip it. Yeah, put some uh, Pilot Super Sports on it, dude. Do it. That's not that revolutionize your whole commute. Well, you, you can probably, crazy, you like, can probably just get some um, some takeoff like GTI wheels for super cheap with good tires. I think it makes it. It's pretty heavy though. Like it. Uh, you know, a big wheel and tire package like uh, is on the GTI. Yeah, but I bet your wheels at night. I bet your tires. Are, I bet your wheels are pretty heavy. <laughs> like wakes up, I, dude. You guys are Swap for yeah, a you weekend. Get, like, they the, won't uh, fit over my bricks. Are you sure they're pretty yeah. fucking big, dude? No, let them just take their wheels. No, they're only like sixteen. Let them take your wheels for a week. No, I don't think so. We should look. <laughs> I think yours are sixteen. They won't swap cars. Period. They won't fit over the because I have the big brake kit or whatever. I want to see what Michelin Pilot Sports will do to an Eagle. 
just drive my car and you'll no find way, out. No way, no. Got lower center gravity. Bro. Yeah, and the fucking torque vectoring, whatnot. I don't know. Well, <laughs> you got the torque vectoring different. Yours got right. the trickery. Right. Uh, Roy Samatique. Roy Samatic. Last question. I don't recall hearing you guys talk much about the NSX mid-engined characteristics. How do you rate it versus front engine? How do I rate it versus front engine? Like I guess he's just like I mean the differences NSX. are just like all of us have owned mid-engine cars, right? Have you, Ali? Mm, Ali, actually, yes, an MR2 for like, oh everyone's owned MR2 Ali, generation. Yeah. Second gen. Right. Oh, no. Nice. We've, we've all, we haven't all owned MR2s. Well, have. You have, he has, and he I, raced one. Oh, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So, and then yeah. I own 914s. Yeah. So we've all had mid-engine cars. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, it's very, very mid-engine-y. Like, it feels like it kind of pivots around the center, uh, especially on throttle, which is kind of unique. Uh, it doesn't, very light like steering. Yeah, very, very light so steering. so pure in its steering. Yeah, it's very, very communicative. That might be my favorite part of it and the sound but definitely uh, yeah the front end just feels super nimble really light and direct uh versus that like great engine. view because there's nothing under the front That's hood, key, you know? yeah just like having yeah you basically see the road directly in front of you it and feels you like it's right it. it. the styling can be can take advantage of that that space yeah you know? for sure and it, the way it sets in turns too i feel like I, I mean you know i don't think any of us were like crazy pushing that car to where you're totally feeling the dynamics of it like sliding or anything but well, just does. setting it in yeah. a, into a turn i think i think you can notice the difference yeah no the, I mean, yeah, the you way you drive like, it it's very know? controllable too like once you step it out like it's it all just because it it i don't know it, it's just all with the, with a the throttle it's but you don't you don't play with the rear end as much as you would and like well, probably like, a front yeah, like engine rear, rear, rear wheel part. drive it's, it's all, not very snappy haven't... no it's very very stable I mean, it is pretty stable yeah i mean it's it's very stable uh I mean, I mean, it's a super long wheelbase, too, which is kind yeah, of that another thing that's hard to, right. like, what front-wheel drive car has a long wheelbase? Right. Zero. Right. Yeah. I mean, no, that that is true. Um, I could definitely get it out, and it's pretty easy to slide it if you <laughs> want to. But it's, minivans, yeah. it's a different feel. Yeah, it, it's it's not the same as, like, a, a Corvette or a 928, I imagine, right? 928 is kind of long wheelbase, so you get that, right? Yes. Yeah. 928 is, like... Passive rear steering too. I mean, it's so that's kind of interesting. Totally oh, the Vysok axle. Yeah. It's an interesting combination to have a longer wheelbase and a short polar moment of inertia, right? Where the center of mass is mm. like everything is right in the middle. Yeah. So you have kind of like the ability to transfer the weight. And you have the grip out at the extremity, so you have this mm-hmm. kind of like big like lever arm pushing down on the tires, but you don't have the big mass at the end. So yeah, it's a, it's, I mean, it doesn't it's, pendulum like a yeah. 911 or something like that. No. Yeah. It's, it's, it feels that's, that's a good call. Yeah. Like, I mean, without, I mean, evidently we're not engineers, but, um, Ali is, <laughs> um, but it, it, it feels light at both ends, yeah. like in that sense. Right. Like, and you, and you notice that when you drive it, um, the same as the front front and rear, uh, because of where that, where the mass is. I remember like 914s. And it's even the center of gravity. I, I would guess is even lower than a nine than an NSX because the, yeah. the pancake oh, motor yeah. and it's like for sure. on the ground. But those are known to you know when you do spin them, they like spin, dude. Yeah, it's like a top. You know, it's not like you don't just go like like whatever one eighty. You go like three sixty. Yeah. You know, and like and, and Brian's MR two, yeah. we yeah. spun that totally. once, and, <laughs> and, it, and it, when it when it does let go, it, it like goes big yeah. time. You know, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Alex from Sharkworks was telling me that that does happen with NSXs, but you have to be like really pushing it, and it happens at high speeds. <laughs> well, they have way more grip, yeah. like bigger tires, yeah. so you have to be going that much faster right. for it to happen. Uh, but I've I've never felt it get snappy like that. I mean, I don't have a super aggressive suspension either, you know. So I mean, 
Well, how about going into like a turn hard and like trail breaking? Do you feel the rear end kind of pushing out and then? It's got to be hard to trail break that car. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I just the front has so much grip as is. Like I just weight transfer it. Like I get, you know, it's like you you get on the brakes and then you turn you load it, it like, up. You, know, you yeah. load it up, and once you get, once you feel the grip going, you're immediately back off the brakes and onto the throttle, almost reminiscent of a 911. Like, and then you you steer it with the throttle inputs. Um, so that yeah, it doesn't it doesn't God, feel steering like, is so good in that car. The steering's amazing. So yeah. that one time when we were following you and you like kind of almost. You went in too hot to that one turn. Oh, off the top. The- uh, and you ended up kind of going off into the dirt. Yeah. Were you, <laughs> were you, did you feel like it was stepping out or were you just not able to actually turn? Was it, was it understeering or what was the yeah, situation? So, and cause that's like a, totally. that was at the limit basically. Right, right, right. So at that point, basically I had two options. I could have, I could have slammed my brakes and I, I didn't feel like I was going to, I was going to have enough braking power. Like in, so basically what, um, or, I could have lifted and rotated around, but then oversteered, and then I was really close to the end. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a narrow little road. That's, and that's the shitty thing is like a narrow road. So basically, the, the, what it boils down to is I was I was just going too fast, and like the only alternative was brake hard in a straight hard in a straight line, and then turn off into this turn into this pullout section that just happened to be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, so um, one I, of the few turns with a pullout right, section. So, then, uh, so I I turn off and basically I scrub speed hard, go on the dirt, and then turn right back on. Of the road at that point, I had slowed down enough, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, the, yeah, it was either like if I would have, if I would. So you didn't actually racing. have the characteristics of like the the threshold or anything like that. It was basically just you knew you weren't going to make that. Well, turn. yeah, because I was going straight. So yeah, I was yeah, turning okay. into the apex, and gotcha. I thought the apex was like here, but it turns out that it turned even further. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. one of those decreasing radius turns, yeah. and so I was like, shit, you know, like I, I either I'm going to slam my brakes, understeer, maybe stop in the middle of the road, and then have. Fucking Eric hit me in the back because he was coming fast around. Or and if I don't make it, I'm flying off. Um, or like lift hard and then get the tail out, but then maybe fly the back. That's where like I was behind Eric in the in the rabbit in the GTI, and that's where a front wheel drive car is so reassuring. Oh man, on unknown so roads, right? So it's so forgiving yeah. on on roads you don't know, and where you can kind of do whatever you want, and it's and not gonna like off. punish you. Yeah. Yeah, you let off the gas and you're just fine. <clears throat> but it's not as rewarding ultimately, you know? It doesn't have any kind of, like, it pushes and stuff like that, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Although, I mean, in that case, if you were going maybe too hot, you would have just understeered, right? Like, if you lift off, you it might have not have had as big of an impact. <laughs> you would have still just gone off. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool. Warren, you're thinking things over there. Nope. No, I'm agreeing with everything you say as okay. always. Cool. Warren is a blank slate. <laughs> you can just download anything you want. I think I think Warren uh, lacks personality. That's what I'm saying. He must be referencing uh, the NSX eight from a long time ago. I like. Oh, I'm yeah. the one who's. I'm on your side. You were not there to back I me up. Know, I hate you, but I, I am on your side. I is this a passive aggressive dig at Lane? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> This has been another fun-filled, exciting, driving well awesome. Thanks for joining us, Ali. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me. Can you Super stick fun. around for the Sunday edition? Yes. You right. next week? Days. He's going to yeah. come back? Yeah. Yeah, did you have a place for him to stay? I'm just saying for the <laughs> listeners to stick around for the Sunday edition. Put him in your well, basement. <laughs> yeah. I got an extra bedroom. All right, man. Well, we'll see you guys next time. All righty. All right. See you.
has like a thousand basketballs in his yard. We're like, dude, you got to get rid of him. He's all there. <laughs> no, I'll get to that I'm one. I'm going to pump that okay. one up one day. <laughs> I'll, I'll pump it up one day. I'm not going to sell that one. That's Spalding's <laughs> real leather. Dude, you can't use that basketball. I'm going to use that later. So quick.